Salilocus, the south of Italy sounds like a great place to be going anyway, but you've got lots of surprises for us today. I have, Jane. I'm, I'm being a bit historical today, so I thought we'd go down that path. And starting with the Amalfi Coast, and of course you might say, well, you know, that's not really historical. That's just beautiful and wonderful and gorgeous and all the lovely little villages perched on cliffs and Positano, which is, I guess, the glittering star of the Amalfi Coast and the, the terracotta houses and steep streets and alleyways and all that. But apart from all that, and of course you often go down to Sorrento, should I mention, where you can go out to the Isle of Capri, which is just before the Amalfi Coast. And of course you've got Naples. Now it's funny, I had someone ask me the other day, he wanted to go to Naples. And he said, but everyone's been turning me off saying it's an unsafe place to go, it gets a bad rap. Which it has, but that what you've got to remember is you can have anything happen to you anywhere in the world. That's my theory. Um, and it's not a, an at-risk area as other countries or other cities are. So if you want to go there, I say go there. And the thing is, it's got a fascinating collection of museums there, of which will make sense when you see what I'm going to talk about, which are mainly archaeological, which have got the relics of art, etc., that have been rescued from Pompeii and Herculaneum and so on. So, you know, you can go there and do that. And apparently there's a giant hall there of huge restored statues as well. So it, it is something to consider if you're interested in history to certainly spend a little bit of time in Naples as well as heading further south to Sorrento and doing the, um, you know, the Malfi Coast. So it is really the the centre, the major city that's the centre in that yes. region. And, uh, Real, it really is, yes. And, I mean, of course, you know, everything around there is gorgeous. Even Sorrento is a lovely, you know, town in its own right. And even though Capri is, um, I guess, more commercial, you can get away from that part of it. You can go wander further up the cobblestone streets, sorry, because it was where they all went back in these ancient days for their little holidays and retreats. So again, it is a very old part of Italy. Also, when you say ancient days, are you I'm going back ancient Romans and ancient Romans and Greeks even, because the Greeks were in Italy as well, and this is what's quite interesting. So Pompeii, we all know a lot about Pompeii, of course, because of Vesuvius erupting and and the ruins you can go and see there. The other one is Herculaneum, which maybe not as many people go to, but it's smaller and less crowded than Pompeii. But the difference was that. Pompeii was absolute. They had an earthquake first, of course, and then they had um, this huge, of course, amount of ash. Now, this was AD 79, so we're talking August, so almost coming up to an anniversary, I guess. Um, and it, it was all the wood and everything like that were absolutely destroyed because of the, the ash. The difference with Herculaneum was it was more what they call, a, I can't think of the right word, it starts with P, pyro, something, but it's a flow something of mud. Something to do with volcanoes. And it's a flow of mud that is slower. And, and it was actually buried deeper so it wasn't found till later because and so, a lot of it is still not excavated because it's pr- um, private land it's underneath private land and it's still being a work in progress but the, a lot of the wood was not destroyed because of this different type of flow of mud it had rather than the hot ash so a lot more of the buildings were intact so that's why it's been you know such an interesting place to go to so you've got Herculaneum and as we said, the difference again between the two towns was Pompeii was more the business, the the official um, town of the area, if you like, of Campania. But um, the Herculaneum was the resort town, if you like, because it was on the sea, so it had it was very different. So it wasn't considered as important 
as Pompeii. Uh, Pompeii was more important. It was elevated to like a, a different status because of everything that was done was for the whole area was done in Pompeii. Whereas I guess Herculaneum was seen as a resort for the rich and famous. You know that was so it, everything is very special. <laughs> yes. So I mean, it was the twenty fourth of August, by the way, that it was uh, this all happened, and. And the discovery of the two buried towns was discovered in the 18th century. But as I said, one has been more easy or easier to actually, you know, excavate, and which was Pompeii, rather than, I guess, the heaviness probably of the mud, maybe, the position of Herculaneum as opposed to Pompeii. There'd be lots of different things, I'm sure. And Herculaneum was built uh, on a promontory overlooking the Bay of Naples. Um, so that's another reason why, I guess, that it was sunk down a little further. So it's really interesting. And it's, they've even re, uh, recent excavations in the harbour area have revealed vaulted warehouses which still contain the remains of unfortunate citizens who'd sought refuge there um, and he'd suffered death by asphyxiation. So, But again, they've got sculptures, mosaics and wall paintings and some of these have been taken and put into museums there but also the museum in Naples. So there's a lot more to talk about as some of these other areas. I'm going to go a little further south past Salerno. To a new RFM 20 past one and we're talking travel for our sponsor Travel on King. Sally Lucas taking us to some delights, some interesting delights. We're delving back into time in the south of Italy. We certainly are, Jane. And this one I came across I hadn't even heard of. So there you go. It's always lovely when you discover something new. I get quite excited by that. Mentally, our listeners might know more than me who are maybe more into ancient history and do know about this next place I'm going to talk about. But There's um, a clue. <laughs> there's a clue. Paestum, P-A-E-S-T-U-M, was a major ancient Greek city on the coast of Italy, of course, on the Tyrrhenian Sea, when it was called Magna Graecia. And um, it was founded by Greek colonists under the name originally of Poseidonia, or like Poseidon, I guess. And it was eventually conquered by the Lucanians and then later the Romans. And the Lucanians renamed it to Pastos, and then the ruins became this, its current name of Pastum. And the ruins there are notable for three ancient Greek temples, which are in a very good state of preservation. So that's quite amazing, isn't it, when you think... The, sure the, it is. Been there for a while. Yeah, when you're going back that far. So um, the city was founded as Poseidonia, um, as I said, and they built called, uh, fortifications close to the sea, but they decided to found the city further inland at a higher elevation and built fortifications there, as they always did in, in those days, to protect their, their towns and villages. Um, so according to the hysterical... Uh, hysterical? Historical? tradition. Um, the sanctuary to Poseidon was located there and um, after which the city would have been named. So the date of its founding is not given by ancient sources but the archaeological evidence, evidence apparently gives it a date of approximately 600 BC. How long ago is that? So there you go. It's about 26 centuries ago. I know, isn't that amazing? <laughs> and when you look at the pictures, if you Google this place and have a look, they are in a remarkable state of preservation and as I said it became known then as a Roman city and then in the Second World War apparently it was the location of the landing beaches of the US 36th Infantry uh, Infantry Division during the Allied invasion of Italy and um yeah, so that's got an interesting has history, hasn't it? When Certainly it has. has. Ancient but, and modern, actually. Uh, well, yes, ancient and modern. So the three uh, major temples were dedicated to Hera and Poseidon as well, but the, that's one of the ones that's still there is Hera, the first temple of Hera, and it was built about 550 B.C., 
So isn't that amazing? And 18th century archaeologists named it the Basilica because it was mistakenly believed to be a Roman building. Mm-hmm. Interesting, isn't it? The other one is the second temple, which is called the Temple of Hera, and it was built around 460 to 450 BC, and it was uh, apparently thought of as a temple dedicated to Poseidon. So there you go. Isn't that wonderful? And then in addition to that, there was another one called the Forum. So they do have an archaeological museum there as well, and you can get there if you haven't got a car. You can get there by, by rail from Salerno, or even the same if you were Sorrento, you could get a, a ferry to Salerno, and then you can get a bus or a train to the area. So I thought, what a fascinating place to be able to go and visit and incorporate into your holiday travels and I was listening to or listening not reading what one person had said when they went there and they said it was quite nice to even just spend a night there there wasn't a lot of accommodation but it was quaint and they had a lovely traditional meal and then they could have their time to wander rather than just belt down and back I guess in one day so that is very very interesting so to think how far back this goes and you know they've got also to the northeast of the forum is an amphitheater there as well so there you go Paston what an interesting part of Italy that we or I didn't know about. And it sounds as though it's away from the madding crowd so there's exactly. plenty of opportunity to appreciate. And I think that's interesting today isn't it Jane talking about the madding crowd having talked to Lindsay Carr today off air and he and I have recently both come back from Europe and who's saying you know now how travel has increased so much both of us have said in the years since we have gone back to certain countries or cities and how they are mad in crowds now. So, again, if we can only say try not to go in peak season, really the queues can be quite long, quite lengthy. So, And also try and pick areas like this where it's not as popular. You know, even you go to Herculaneum over Pompeii, for example, or go down to Paestum or, you know, go to some museums in Naples that might be less crowded than doing something in Rome. Um, just think about that and think about the days you're in a place that could be busier days over days that are not going to be so busy. And I think also around the Mediterranean, Sally, there's been so much um, there's so much archaeology to be done oh, that yes. you're likely to just walk out into a field and you'll find something that's really ancient. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. I find that whole area is fascinating. So, you know, you can do lots of wonderful stuff there that's off the beaten track too, so fantastic. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thanks, Jane. And we'll talk travel again. Thanks to our sponsor, Travel on King, next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on 2NUR. RFM.